section eighteen of the life of ludwig von beethoven volume one by alexander wheelock thayer translated by henry edward Cribeel. this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen beethoven's social life in vienna his friends vogel kisa vetter zameskel amenda count lignowski eppinger krumpholz schuppensee and his quartet hummel friendships with women his dedications the chronological progress of the narrative must again be interrupted for a chapter or two since no picture of a man's life can be complete without the lights or shades arising from his social relations without some degree of knowledge respecting those with whom he is on terms of equality and intimacy and whose company he most affects the attempt to draw such a picture in the case of beethoven that is during his first years in vienna leaves much to be desired for although the search for materials has not been very unsuccessful many of the data are but vague and scattered notices in a conversation book bearing beethoven's own date on the twentieth of march eighteen twenty some person unknown writes do you want to know where i first had the honour and good fortune to see you more than twenty-five years ago i lived with frank of prague in the drachengassel in the old fish market several noblemen for instance his excellency von b christen hanerl vogel now a singer kurswetter basso now court councillor greyenstein has long been living in france etc there we often musicized etc supervised etc punchized etc and at the conclusion your excellency often rejoiced us at my p f i was then court counsellor in the war office i practised since then at least fifteen thousand metiers did we meet in prague in what year seventeen ninety six three days i was in prague also in seventeen ninety one two there is nothing in the portions of this conversation book copied for this work to show who this man of fifteen thousand metiers was now sitting with beethoven in an eating-house and recalling to his memory the frolics of his first year and a quarter in vienna nor are heinerl christen greyenstein and frank of prague sufficiently known to fame as to be now identified but johann michael vogel less than two years older than beethoven was afterward a very celebrated tenor of the opera in seventeen ninety three to four he was still pursuing the study of jurisprudence which he abandoned in seventeen ninety five for the stage may not this early friendship for beethoven have been among the causes of the resuscitation of Vidilio in eighteen fourteen for the benefit performance of vogel saul and weinmuller there is a story first put in circulation by a certain august bart to the effect that the singer of that name once finding beethoven employed in burning a mass of musical and other papers sang one vocal piece thus destined to destruction was pleased with it and saved the immortal adelaide this story is sufficiently refuted by the fact that when bart first came to vienna in eighteen o seven the adelaide had been in print some ten years if the name vogel be substituted in the tale there may perhaps be so much truth in it as this that he 
was consulted upon the merits of the composition by beethoven approved it and first sang it and made it known as he was the first years afterwards to sing in public the earl kernig and other fine productions of franz schubert the kasvetter basso was raphael georg kaisvetter who lived to be renowned as a writer upon topics of musical history and to play a part in the revival of ancient music in vienna not less noteworthy than that of thibaut in heidelberg at the period of the music-making supping and punch-drinking by the noblemen in the apartments of franck of prague kisa vetter was a young man of twenty engaged like vogel in the study of the law in the spring of seventeen ninety four and thus the date of these meetings is determined he received an appointment in the military chancellery and went at once to the headquarters at schweitzingen on the rhine more important and valuable during these years as subsequently was the warm sincere friendship of nicolaus zemskel von demanowitz an official in the royal hungarian court chancellery you belong to my earliest friends in vienna writes beethoven in eighteen sixteen zemskel to quote the words of sunleitner was an expert violoncellist a sound and tasteful composer too modest to publish his compositions he willed them to the archives of the gesellschaft der musikfreunde after personal examination i can only give assurance that his three string quartets would entitle him to an honourable place among masters of the second rank and are more deserving to be heard than many new things which for all manner of reasons we are compelled to hear beethoven's regard for zemeskel that zemeskel was a very constant attendant at the musical parties of prince karl lignowski and frequently took part in them may be seen from begler's record he was ten years older than beethoven had been long enough in vienna to know the best society there into which he was admitted not more because of his musical attainments than because of the respectability of his position and character and was therefore what the young student pianist needed most a friend who at the same time could be to a certain degree an authoritative adviser and at all times was a judicious one on the part of Semeskel, there was an instant and hearty appreciation of the extraordinary powers of the young stranger from the rhine and a clear anticipation of his splendid artistic future a singular proof of this is the care with which he preserved the most insignificant scraps of paper if beethoven had written a few words upon them for certainly no other motive could have induced him to save many notes of this kind and of no importance ten fifteen twenty years as may be seen in the published letters of the composer on the part of beethoven there was sincere respect for the dignity and gravity of zemeskel's character which usually restrained him within proper limits in their personal intercourse but he delighted especially in the earlier period to give in his notes and letters full play to his queer fancies and sometimes extravagant humour here are a few examples in point to his well well highest and best-born the herr von semeskel imperial and royal as also royal and imperial court secretary will his high and well-born his Harren von Zemeskel Zemeskality have the kindness to say where we can speak to him to-morrow. We are your most damnably devoted Beethoven. My dearest Baron Muck-Cart Driver, je vous suis bien obligé pour votre faiblesse de vos yeux. 
moreover i forbid you henceforth to rob me of the good humour into which i occasionally fall for yesterday your zameskal de manavitsian chatter made me melancholy the devil take you i want none of your moral precepts for power is the morality of men who loom above the others and it is also mine and if you begin again to-day i'll torment you till you agree that everything that i do is good and praiseworthy for i when going to the swan the ox will be preferable yet this rests with your semescalian domanavetsian decision réponse adieu baron baron noron oh no no mer voilà quelque chose from the old pawn-shop mechanical skill was never so developed in beethoven that he could make good pens from goose-quills and the days of other pens were not yet when therefore he had no one with him to aid him in this he usually sent to zameskal for a supply of the large number of such applications preserved by his friend and now scattered in all civilized lands as autographs here are two specimens best of music counts i beg of you to send me one or a few pens of which i am really in great need as soon as i learn where real good and admirable pens are to be found i will buy some of them i hope to see you at the swan to-day adieu most precious music count yours etc his highness bonzi is commanded to hasten a bit with the plucking out of a few of his quills among them no doubt some not his own it is hoped that they may not be too tightly grown as soon as you have done all that we shall ask we shall be with excellent esteem your f beethoven had zameskal not carefully treasured these notes they would never have met in any eye but his own it is evident therefore that he entered fully into their humour and that it was the same to him whether he found himself addressed as baron count cheapest baron music count baron muck cart driver is zameskalian zameskality or simply dear z which last is the more usual he knew his man and loved him and these quips and quiddities were received in the spirit which begat them the whole tenor of the correspondence between the two shows that zameskal had more influence for good upon beethoven than any other of his friends he could reprove him for faults and check him when in the wrong without producing a quarrel more serious than the one indicated in the protest above given against interrupting his good humour as a musician as well as man and friend zameskal stood high in beethoven's esteem his apartments number eleven sixty six in that huge conglomeration of buildings known as the burger spittle were for a long series of years the scene of a private morning concert to which only the first performers of chamber music and a very few guests were admitted here after the rupture with prince lichnowsky beethoven's productions of this class were usually first tried over not until beethoven's death did their correspondence cease esteem and affection for amenda another young man who gained an extraordinary place in beethoven's esteem and affection and who departed from vienna before anything occurred to cause a breach between them was a certain karl amenda from the shore of the baltic who died some forty years later as provost in courland he was a good violinist belonged to the circle of dilettanti which beethoven so much affected and on parting received from the composer one of his first attempts at quartet composition 
his name most naturally suggests itself to fill the blank in a letter to reese july eighteen o four wherein some living person not named is mentioned as one with whom he beethoven never had a misunderstanding but he adds although we have known nothing of each other for nearly six years which was not true of amenda since letters passed between them in eighteen o one the small portion of their written correspondence which has been made public shows that their friendship was of the romantic character once so much the fashion and a letter of amenda is filled with incense which in our day would bear the name of almost too gross flattery but times change and tastes with them his name appears once in the zomeskal correspondence namely in a mutilated note now in the royal imperial court library beginning my cheapest baron tell the guitarist to come to me to-day amenda is to make an amenda part torn away which he deserves for his bad pauses torn provide the guitarist carl amenda was born on october fourth seventeen seventy one at lepiken in courland he studied music with his father and chapelmaster beichmer was so good a violinist that he was able to give a concert at fourteen years of age and continued his musical studies after he was matriculated as a student of theology at the university of vienna after a three years course there he set out on a tour and reached vienna in the spring of seventeen ninety eight there he first became precentor for prince lobkowitz and afterward music teacher in the family of mozart's widow how thereupon he became acquainted with beethoven we are able to report from a document still in the possession of the family which bears the superscription brief account of the friendly relations between l v beethoven and carl frederick and menda afterward provost at talson and courlant written down from oral tradition after the completion of his theological studies k f amenda goes to vienna where he several times meets beethoven at the table d'hote attempts to enter into conversation with him but without success since b remains very reserve after some time amenda who meanwhile had become music teacher at the home of mozart's widow received an invitation from a friendly family and there placed first violin in a quartet while he was playing somebody turned the pages for him and when he turned about at the finish he was frightened to see beethoven who had taken the trouble to do this and now withdrew with a bow the next day the extremely amiable host at the evening party appeared and cried out what have you done you have captured beethoven's heart b requests that you rejoice him with your company a much pleased hurries to b who at once asks him to play with him this is done and when after several hours a takes his leave b accompanies him to his quarters where there was music again as b finally prepared to go he said to a i suppose you can accompany me this is done and b kept a till evening and went with him to his home late at night from that time the mutual visits became more and more numerous and the two took walks together so that the people in the streets when they saw only one of them in the street at once called out where's the other one a also introduced millick with whom he had come to vienna to b and millick often played trios of b and a his instrument was the second violin or viola once when b heard that millick had a sister in courland who played the pianoforte prettily he handed him a sonata in manuscript with the inscription to the sister of my good friend millick the manuscript was rolled up and tied with a little silk ribbon he complained that he could not get along on the violin asked by a to try it nevertheless he played so fearfully that a had to call out have mercy quit 
b quit playing and the two laughed till they had to hold their sides one evening b improvised marvellously on the pianoforte and at the close a said it is a great pity that such glorious music is born and lost in a moment whereupon b there you are mistaken i can repeat every extemporization whereupon he sat himself down and played it again without a change b was frequently embarrassed for money once he complained to a he had to pay rent and had no idea how he could do it that's easily remedied said a and gave him a theme freudval und leidval and locked him in his room with the remark that he must make a beginning on the variations within three hours when a returns he finds b on the spot but ill-tempered to the question whether or not he had begun b handed over a paper with the remark there's your stuff da ist der wish a takes the notes joyfully to b's landlord and tells him to take it to a publisher who would pay him handsomely for it the landlord hesitated at first but finally decided to do the errand and returning joyfully asks if other bits of paper are like that were to be had but in order definitely to relieve such financial needs a advised b to make a trip to italy b says he is willing but only on a condition that a go with him a agrees gladly and the trip is practically planned unfortunately news of a death calls a back to his home his brother has been killed in an accident and the duty of caring for the family devolves on him with doubly oppressed heart a takes leave of b to return to his home in courlant there he receives a letter from b saying since you cannot go along i shall not go to italy later the friends frequently exchange thoughts by correspondence though as we have learned it was music which brought beethoven into contact with amenda it was the latter's amiability and nobility of character that endeared him to the composer who cherished him as one of his dearest friends and confided things to him which he concealed from his other intimates his deafness for instance a striking proof of beethoven's affection is offered by the fact that he gave amenda a copy of his quartet in f opus eighteen number one writing on the first violin part dear amenda take this quartet as a small memorial of our friendship and whenever you play it recall the days which we passed together and the sincere affection felt for you then and which will always be felt by your true and warm friend ludwig von beethoven vienna seventeen ninety nine june twenty five in a letter written nearly a year later beethoven asks his friend not to lend the quartet as he had revised it a letter written evidently about the time of amenda's departure from vienna indicated that beethoven was oppressed at this period with another grief than that caused by the loss of his friend's companionship beethoven speaks of his already lacerated heart says that the worst of the storm is over and mentions an invitation to poland which he had accepted nothing came of this polish enterprise dr a c kalisker suspected that the lacerated heart was due to the composer's unrequited love for magdalena vilmon a singer then in vienna to whom he made a proposal of marriage which was never answered friendship with count livnowski count moritz livnowski brother of prince karl of whom we shall not lose sight entirely until the closing scene was another of the friends of those years he had been a pupil of mozart played the pianoforte with much skill and was an influential member of the party which defended the novelty and felt the grandeur of his friend's compositions schindler saw much of him during beethoven's last years and eulogizes the noble count in very strong terms another of that circle of young dilettanti and one of the first players of beethoven's compositions was a young jewish violinist heinrich heppinger he played at a charity concert in vienna making his first appearance there in seventeen eighty nine 
he became in after years says a correspondent of the time a dilettante of the most excellent reputation lived modestly on a small fortune and devoted himself entirely to music at the period before us eppinger was one of beethoven's first violins at the private concerts of the nobility herring who became a distinguished merchant and banker belonged now to this circle of young amateur musicians and in seventeen ninety five had the reputation of being at the head of the amateur violinists the youthful friendship between him and the composer was not interrupted as they advanced into life and twenty years later was of great advantage to beethoven but a more interesting person for us is the instructor under whom beethoven in vienna resumed his study of the violin a fact happily preserved by ries wenzel krumpholz he was a brother of the very celebrated bohemian harp player who drowned himself in the seine in seventeen ninety in his youth krumpholz had been for a period of three years a pupil of haydn at esterhaus and had played first violin in the orchestra there he left esterhaus to enter the service of prince kinsky but came to vienna in seventeen ninety five to join the operatic orchestra and at once became noted as a performer in haydn's quartets he was says eugene Iserl in glugel's neue weiner music zeitung of august thirteenth eighteen fifty seven a highly sensitive art enthusiast and one of the first of those who foresaw and recognized beethoven's greatness he attached himself to beethoven with such pertinacity and self-sacrifice that the latter though he always called him his fool accepted him as a most intimate friend made him acquainted with all his plans for compositions and generally reposed the utmost confidence in him krumpholz formed also an exceedingly close friendship with his countryman wenzel zerny a music teacher living in the leopoldstadt and from seventeen ninety seven onwards spent most of his leisure evenings with the zerny family and thus the little son karl in his eighth and ninth years learned almost daily what works beethoven had in hand and like krumpholz became filled with enthusiasm for the tone hero krumpholz was a virtuoso on the mandolin and hence probably that page of sketches by beethoven in the artaria collection headed sonatina fur mandolin u p f among the semescal papers in the royal imperial library in vienna there is a half-sheet of coarse foolscap paper upon which is written with lead pencil in huge letters by the hand of beethoven the music count is dismissed with infamy to-day the first violin will be exiled to the misery of siberia the baron is forbidden for a whole month to ask questions and never again to be over-hasty and he must concern himself with nothing but his ipsi miserum b music count and baron are of course semescal but these notices of beethoven's various first violins show the folly of attempting to decide whether one of them or schubenzig was to be sent to siberia so long as there is no hint whatever as to the time and occasion of the note the very common mistake of forgetting that there is a time in the lives of distinguished men when they are but aspirants to fame when they have their reputation still to make often in fact attracting less notice and raising feebler hopes of future distinction in those who know them than many a more precocious contemporary this mistake has thrown the figures of schuppenzig and his associates in the quartet concerts at prince karl lichnowsky's into a very false prominence in the picture of these first seven years of beethoven's vienna life the composer himself was not the beethoven whom we know had he died in eighteen hundred his place in musical history would have been that of a great pianoforte player and of a very promising young composer whose decease thus in his prime had disappointed well-founded hopes of great future eminence schuppenzig and his quartet 
this is doubly true of the members of the quartet had they passed away in early manhood not one of them except perhaps young craft the only one who ever distinguished himself as a virtuoso upon his instrument would have been remembered in the annals of music they were during these years but laying the foundation for future excellence and celebrity as performers of mozart's haydn's Furster's and beethoven's quartets schuppanzig first violin and vice viola alone appear to have been constantly associated in their quartet playing Kraft, the alone cellist was often absent when his father or zameskel or some other supplied his place and as the second violin was often taken by the master of the house when they were engaged for private concerts cinna was naturally absent still from seventeen ninety four to seventeen ninety nine the four appeared to have practised much and very regularly together they enjoyed an advantage known to no other quartet that of playing the compositions of haydn and Furster under the eyes of the composers and being taught by them every effect that the music was intended to produce each of the performers therefore knowing precisely the intentions of the composer acquired the difficult art of being independent and at the same time of being subordinate to the general effect when beethoven began to compose quartets he had therefore a set of performers schooled to perfection by his great predecessors and who already had experience in his own music through his trios and quartets ignatz schuppenzig the leader born seventeen seventy six died march two eighteen thirty in vienna originally studied music as a dilettante and became a capital player of the viola but about the time when beethoven came to vienna he exchanged that instrument for the violin and made music his profession he was fond of directing orchestral performances and seems to have gained a considerable degree of local reputation and to have been somewhat of a favourite in that capacity before reaching his twenty-first year in seventeen ninety eight to ninety nine he took charge of those concerts in the augarten established by mozart and martin and afterwards led by rudolph say fried writing after his death calls schuppenzig a natural-born and really energetic leader of the orchestra the difference in age character and social position between him and beethoven was such as not to admit between them that higher and nobler friendship which united the latter and zameskel but they could be as and were of great use to each other and there was a strong personal liking if not affection which was mutual schuppenzig's person early assumed very much of the form and proportions of stern's dr slop and after his return from russia he is one of the milord falstaffs of beethoven's correspondence and conversation books his obesity was however already the subject of the composer's jests and he must have been an exceedingly good-tempered young man to bear with and forgive the coarse and even abusive text of the short vocal piece eighteen o one headed lob auf dem dicken praise of the fat one but it is evidently a mere jest and was taken as such it is worthy of note that beethoven and schuppenzig in addressing each other used neither the familiar du nor the respectful sie but er a fact which has been supposed to prove beethoven's great contempt for the violinist but as it would prove equal contempt on the other side it proves too much of cinna and vice both silesians by birth there is little that need be added here vice became the first viola player of vienna and a not unsuccessful composer of ballet and other music anton Kraft, the father came from bohemia to pursue his legal studies in vienna but abandoned them to enter the imperial court orchestra as violoncellist in seventeen seventy eight he accepted an invitation from haydn to join the orchestra in esthaus where on the eighteenth of december of the same year his son nicholas anton was born the child endowed by nature with great musical talents enjoyed the advantages of his father's instructions and example and of growing up 
under the eye of haydn and in the constant study of that great musician's works upon the death of esterhazy and the dispersion of his orchestra croft came with his son now in his fourteenth year to vienna on april fifteenth seventeen ninety two nicholas played a concerto composed by his father at the widows and orphans concert and on the twenty first again appeared in a concert given by the father notwithstanding a very remarkable success the son was destined for another profession than music and from this time until his eighteenth year he played his instrument only as an amateur and as such beethoven first knew the youth but when the young prince lobkowitz formed his orchestra in seventeen ninety six both the crofts were engaged and nicholas anton henceforth made music his profession in the maturity of his years and powers his only rival among all the german violoncellists was bernhard romberg schindler with his characteristic inattention to dates observes speaking of schuppenzig weiss and the elder Croft, knowledge of orchestral instruments these three artists are intimately connected with the development of beethoven and indeed with a large portion of his creations wherefore they will frequently be remembered here meanwhile it may suffice to say that it was to this company of practically trained musicians that the rising young composer owed his knowledge of the efficient use of stringed instruments in addition are to be mentioned joseph friedlovsky who taught our master the mechanism of the clarinet and the famous hornist johann wenzel stitch who called himself giovanni ponto in italian to whom beethoven owed what he knew of the proper writing for horn of which he already gave striking illustration in the sonata for horn opus seventeen in the mechanism of the flute and its construction which underwent so many changes in the first decades of the century karl scholl steadily remained beethoven's instructor there is doubtless some degree of truth in this in so far as it relates to a later period ponto of course gave beethoven a new revelation of the powers and possibilities of the horn as dragonetta did of the contrabass but he first came to vienna near the end of seventeen ninety nine and died at prague only three years after february sixteenth eighteen o three all the others here named by schindler with one exception the elder Croft, were youths of sixteen to eighteen years when beethoven composed his first and second concertos works which prove that he was not altogether ignorant of the use of orchestral instruments had schindler known something of the history of max franz's orchestra and bonn he would have avoided many a mistake johann nepomuk hummel the pupil of mozart was another of the youths whom beethoven drew into his circle in seventeen ninety five the elder hummel brought back his son to vienna from that very successful concert tour which had occupied the last six years and had made the boy known even to the cities of distant scotland and put him to the studies of counterpoint and composition of albrechtsberger and salieri he seems to have been quietly at his studies playing only in private until april twenty eighth seventeen ninety nine when he again appeared in public both as pianist and composer in a concert in the Agar ten Sal, directed by schuppenzig he performed a symphony besides a melodrama composed for the occasion and between them played prettily composed improvisations on the pianoforte that the talented and promising boy of seventeen years should upon arriving home again seek the acquaintance and favour of one who during his absence had made so profound an impression upon the vienna public as beethoven and that the latter should have rejoiced to show kindness to mozart's favourite pupil hardly needs to be mentioned a chapter of description would not illustrate the nature of their intercourse so vividly as two short but exceedingly characteristic notes of beethoven's which hummel preserved and which found their way into print after his death one he is not to come to me again he is a treacherous dog and may the flayer get all such treacherous dogs 
to herzen's not so you are an honest fellow and i now see you were right come then to me this afternoon you'll find schuppenzig here also and we too will bump thump and pump you to your heart's delight a kiss from your beethoven also called mechscherberl envious viennese musicians in a letter to eleonora von bruning beethoven described many other vienna pianists as his deadly enemies schindler's observations upon the composer's relations with the viennese musicians though written in his peculiar style seem to be very judicious and correct nobody is likely to expect he says volume one twenty three to twenty four that an artist who made his way upwards as our beethoven although almost confining his activities exclusively to aristocratic circles that upheld him in extraordinary fashion would remain free from the attacks of his colleagues on the contrary the reader will be prepared to see a host of enemies advance against him because of the shining qualities and evidences of genius of our hero in contrast with the heavy burden of social idiosyncrasies and uncouthness more than anything else what seemed least tolerable to his opponents was the notion that his appearance the excitability which he controlled too little in his intercourse with his colleagues and his lack of consideration in passing judgment were natural accompaniments of genius his too small toleration of many bizarreries and weaknesses of high society and on the other hand his severe demand on his colleagues for higher culture even his bond dialect afforded his enemies more than enough material to revenge themselves on him by evil gossip and slander the musicians in vienna at that time with a very few exceptions were lacking not only in artistic but also in the most necessary degree of general education and were as full of the envy of handicraftsmen as the members of the guilds themselves there was a particular antipathy to all foreigners as soon as they manifested a purpose to make their homes in the imperial city schindler might have added that the change had been in no small degree produced through the instructions and example of beethoven as they acted upon the zernes Marshalls, and other young admirers of his genius in short beethoven's instant achievement of a position as artist only paralleled by mozart and of a social rank which gluck salieri haydn had gained only after making their names famous throughout europe together with the general impression that the mantle of mozart had fallen upon him all this begat bitter envy in those whom his talents and genius overshadowed they revenged themselves by deriding him for his personal peculiarities and by condemning and ridiculing the novelties in his compositions while he met their envy with disdain their criticisms with contempt and when he did not treat their compositions with indifference but too often only noticed them with sarcasm this picture certainly is not an agreeable one but all the evidence proves it unfortunately faithful such men as salieri girovetz vigel are not to be understood as included in the term pianist as used by beethoven in his letter to eleonora von bruning for these men stood high in beethoven's respect says schindler and his words are confirmed to the fullest extent by the conversation books and other authorities which also show that eibler's name might have been added to the list they were all more or less older than beethoven and for their contrapuntal learning particularly in the case of vigel and eibler he esteemed them very highly no indications however have been found that he was upon terms of close private friendship and intimacy with either beethoven was no exception to the general rule that men of genius delight in warm and lasting friendships with women of superior minds and culture not meaning those conquests which according to wegler even during his first three years in vienna he occasionally made which if not impossible for many an adonis would still have been difficult let such matters even if details concerning them were now attainable be forgotten 
his celibacy was by no means owing to a deliberate choice of a single life what is necessary and proper of the little that is known on this point will in due time be imparted simply and free from gloss or superfluous comment as to his friendships with the other sex it would be throwing the view of them into very false perspective to employ those of later years in giving piquancy to a chapter here let them also come in due order and thus while they lose nothing of interest they may perchance afford relief and give brightness to canvas which otherwise might sometimes become too sombre happily during these prosperous years now before us the picture has been for the most part bright and sunny and the paucity of the information upon the topic in question is of less consequence in the present connection one of our old bond friends again comes upon the scene the beautiful talented and accomplished magdalena vilmon was invited to sing at venice during the carnival of seventeen ninety four she left bond the preceding summer with her brother max and his wife Fraulein Fribolet, to fulfil the engagement after leaving venice they gave a concert in graz and journeyed on to vienna here max and his wife remained having accepted engagements from schickeneder while magdalena went on to berlin not suiting the operatic public there she returned to vienna and was soon engaged to sing both german and italian parts in the court opera beethoven renewed his intercourse with them and soon became so captivated with the charms of the beautiful magdalena as to offer her his hand this fact was communicated to the author by a daughter of max vilmon still living in eighteen sixty who had often heard her father speak of it to the question why her aunt did not accept the offer of beethoven madame s hesitated a moment and then laughing replied because he was so ugly and half crazy in seventeen ninety nine magdalena married a certain galvani but her happiness was short she died toward the end of eighteen o one two letters of beethoven to be found in the printed collection have been preserved from the period before us addressed to christine gerhardi a young woman of high distinction in society at the time for the splendour of her talents and her high culture dr sunleitner wrote of her she was the daughter of an official at the court of the emperor leopold the second an excellent singer but remained a dilettante and sang chiefly in concerts for charitable purposes which she herself arranged or for the benefit of eminent artists old professor peter franck was director of the general hospital of vienna in the neighbourhood of which number twenty alser strasse she lived he was a great lover of music but his son dr josef franck was a greater he made essays in composition and arranged musical soirees at the home of his father at which beethoven and fraulein gerhardi took part playing and singing the son frequently composed cantatas which beethoven corrected for the name days and birthdays of his father and in which fraulein gerhardi sang the soprano solos she was at the time the most famous amateur singer in vienna and inasmuch as haydn knew her well there is no doubt but that he had her in mind when he composed the creation indeed she sang the soprano part with great applause not only at Schwarzenberg but also at the first performance in the berg theater all reports agree that she met beethoven often at franck's and that he frequently accompanied her singing on the pianoforte he did not give her lessons dr joseph von franck and christine gerhardi were married on august twenty seventeen ninety eight they moved away from vienna in eighteen o four a few notes upon certain young women to whom beethoven dedicated compositions at this period of his life may form no inappropriate close to this chapter it was much the custom then for teachers of music 
to dedicate their works to pupils especially to those who belong to the higher social ranks such dedications being at the same time compliments to the pupils and advertisements for the instructors with the farther advantage often of being sources of pecuniary profit when therefore we read the name of baroness albini on the title-page of certain sonatas by sterkel of julia countess jacardi on one of klein heights Havana countess mylott on songs by tabor we assume at once the probability in these and like instances that the relation of master and pupil existed beethoven also followed the custom and the young ladies subjects of the following notices are all known or supposed to have taken lessons of him anna louisa barbara la comtesse babette was the daughter of karl count keglevics de Busen, of hungarian croatian lineage and barbara countess zichy she married prince innocens derba odescalchi on the tenth of february eighteen o one another authority gives eighteen hundred beethoven's dedications to her are the sonata opus seven published in seventeen ninety seven the variations la stessa la stessissima seventeen ninety nine and the pianoforte concerto opus fifteen eighteen o one the last to her as princess odescalchi a note by the composer to zemesco which judging both from its contents and the handwriting could not have been written later than eighteen o one to two shows that the oda scalchi palace was one of those at which he took part in musical soiree countess henrietta lichnowsky writes count amada was the sister of the ruling prince karl and was doubtless married to the marquis of carnaville after the dedication to her of the rondo g major opus fifty one number two published in september eighteen o two she lived in paris after her marriage and died about eighteen thirty the rondo was first dedicated to countess gioletta jacardi but beethoven asked it back in exchange for the c-sharp minor sonata to which fact we shall recur presently countess thun to whom beethoven dedicated the clarinet trio opus eleven in seventeen ninety seven was the mother of prince karl lignowski and countess henrietta lignowski she died may eighteenth eighteen hundred the sonata in e flat opus twenty seven number one was dedicated to josepha sophia wife of prince johann josef von lichtenstein daughter of joachim egen landgrave of furstenberg vitra she was born on june twenty seventeen seventy six married on april twenty two seventeen ninety two and died february twenty three eighteen forty eight whether her father was related at all and if so how to the furstenberg in whose house beethoven gave lessons in bonn is not known her husband however was first cousin to count ferdinand von walstein the baroness braun to whom beethoven dedicated the two pianoforte sonatas opus fourteen and the sonata for horn in eighteen o one was the wife of baron peter von braun lessee of the national theatre and afterwards of the theatre an der Wein. the dedications disclose an early association which eventually led to beethoven's being asked to compose an opera it is not known that beethoven was a social visitor in the house of baron braun but he was a highly respected guest in the house of count braun to whose wife beethoven dedicated the Faldmadchen variations and the three pianoforte sonatas opus ten end of section eighteen